Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of D Godcast, the podcast by DGens for DGens. Today is April 19th. It's JB, part of your trio of hosts, along with the homies Chapter and Slate. We have a banger of a show for you today as we're joined by the boys Papa Frank and our CTO, Monsieur Chill. We are very excited to have them on and get some of that sweet, sweet alpha that you know we always leak uh, from the team. But first, the decap. And before that, a word from our sponsor. Uh, Hey, yo, JB, you smell something? Something burning? Yo, I got my Mickey DeGotts combo last night. That's just fire. Hell yeah, man. The art for the Mickey's combos is unreal. You got the icy ass chains for the one-on-one menu items, the fucking special neck tats for the five-on-one food type combos, and legit, every single piece is a one-of-one because the menu items that you send in for the combo are on the fucking tray that the Gary is holding. The boys really outdid themselves with this shit. Damn. This shit's dope. Shout out to Fox. Shout out to Fox. Plus, there's only like a hundred combos made so far, which means there's plenty of menu items left to get scooped up on Magic Eden. And the dust returns on these boys are going to be fucking juicy. Mickey Dow has 11 fucking D-Gods, most of them dead. So with that being said, staking coming beginning of May. I don't want anybody to miss out on that shit. Mickey D-Gods, we're burning it. And now, chapter Hit him with the recap. Gotta hit the water. <clears throat> Gotta mute my mic. So, uh, <clears throat> yo, um, a wise man once said, and I quote, them boys pussy, born without a backbone. And if you strapped, we can trade like the Dow Jones, unquote. Man, if only. But I guess that's life. There's a call and there's an answer. Honorable mention. Look that one up. Salute. But for the recap, yo, we got to talk about these motherfucking titans reaching into the marketplace and grabbing fistfuls of dust generating art, bro. First, the big homie who was transparently Harlem shaking his mouse in the marketplace before the new bulk purchasing features were added. Double OG, triple OG, the diamond handed green haired physician himself, motherfucking Urkan, transcended his Twitter fingers into trigger fingers last Wednesday as he proceeded to pledge war. Against the whole floor of fragile fists, April 13th, the man, the Medusa, the noun, and now the verb, said no static, got an automatic, what's a king to a god, what's a floor to a savage, I've seen hella definitions and charts pop up encapsulating that captivating moment. But, also, this is what i seen, Urkan screamed into the internet, buckle up, in the wee hours of the morning. I see the tweet and I'm thinking, aw shit. We about to see a murder, a transition, rank one, LFG and all that. Nope. Rip the paper hands. There's your paper. Triple kill, overkill, killtacular, killtrocity, Kilimanjaro. But for y'all who haven't played Halo, man's chose straight up violence when he entered the marketplace. But with the subtitles, as the sales bot unconsciously printed over 400k in sales in less than 30 minutes, and Urkan swiped 20 more to gods for his vault. All while the legend yelled free at all the weak hands and only stopping to show 200 soul floor. Then homie pulled up in the Dow and righteously proclaimed that April 13th is now De God's day. It was fucking written. Urkan's been a legend in the streets for as long as we can remember. But now homie will forever be immortalized as an adjective and in action. Look my man Urkan up on Urban Dictionary. They early. 
Webster is late. Attention and salute. After that, incredible explosion of sales that blew up the feeds of everybody I know and radiated elation and bittersweet victory for those who evicted their PFPs. Unbeknownst to many, a wild vortex was left in its wake and a new force emerged in the form of the highest ranked post-mortem clown nose PFP, an entity named Galaxy Nose on Twitter compared himself to, and I quote, a black hole after he pulled an unworldly draw 30 card. And you know, I'm not talking about Uno. Homie showed his adoration for automatic weapons as well as he yanked hella gods from the floor and even Christopher Kyle, the dead floor too. This mythic warrior arose from the depth of the space, pulling, I believe, 600K worth of liquid to gods from the marketplace to make all those motherfuckers dust prisoners in his abyss on April 15th. He got the clown nose, so you know it's no cap. That's like wearing black forces on your face. Bruh, you know he not playing. Shit is wild. Or should I say, urconic. Yo, but sales been crazy though. So you know we gotta talk about it. The apogee of sales that took place. Secondly, on the God's Day, April 13th, our good friend Jonathan, that frequently celebrated star employee over at Mickey DeGods, provided the details surrounding the address change of DeGod number 2334, rank 31. This icy motherfucking mythical monster moved from maintaining the temperature in a cold storage wallet to finding the most meaningful matrimony with a manic and mysterious buyer for the massive fucking mammoth-sized price tag of 1,233 Solana. That's fucking... That's fucking math. Y'all seen the thread, so I'll paraphrase the story. Homie seen the viral NFT magazine cover showing the sexiest to God alive with the goat robe and the bunny glasses that was circulated throughout the interwebs. My man's free lunch hit up Johnny and said, hey man, Easter on Sunday, I need a PFP. After conferring with colleagues, Johnny replied, say less. Using a reputable OTC peer-to-peer platform, shout out to Triple F, history was fucking made. Congrats to my man's free lunch soul for doing his required diligence in acquiring undoubtedly the silkiest and filthiest Easter fit of all time and salute to the homies Johnny, DM2Moon, and Chris for exemplifying brilliance in prying that gem from the infinity gauntlet of Prince Akeem just a few weeks ago. Check the soul scan. Oh yeah, and also on the 13th, the God's founder Frank turned 18. Shout out to him. In other news, sympathetic nervous systems were radically triggered and the cardiovascular networks of spectators and holders alike were hit with the raw and uncut hype of the long-awaited news of the next step of the motherfucking game. Dust Labs was officially announced on Twitter last night and is stated to hold the doors to new art, games, and all types of creative tools forged by specific, dedicated top developers for anyone on Solana to access. But these doors and dreams can only be unlocked through dust. Bruh. Wish we knew someone who could elaborate. Hmm. Oh, and there was a cipher at the bottom of the announcement. Go brute force that hidden message. What else? Uh, homies over at Magnum AI, they dropped that dope-ass two-part video and the fire animated two of two Degodnum's NFTs. Them things got pilfered uh, in the dust auctions. Salute to the winners. Shout out to them. Also, the Alpha team still grinding, doing weekly AMAs in the Dow Discord, giving the streets direct access to the founders of huge upcoming and other current major projects via voice chat. Are you really being thorough if you're not pulling up and asking the devs those burning questions you devised sonically? Check the schedule. Shout out to the Alpha team and the growth team for the wealth of knowledge. What else? Uh, more than 5,000 deaths, or should I say deicides, have taken place at the time of this recording. Having's coming. The 3.33 pound or 
1.51 kilogram, depending on where you live, hoodies are coming. And finally, I want to say thank you, Base God. I mean, Base Bob. I mean, Refined Bob for sniping the domain and all the work him and Buddhas did conjuring up that fire and making it so when people ask what podcast, where, we can all just say thegodcast.com. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Dgodcast.com live. Love to hear it. Yeah. Unreal week uh, as every week is. But like I said, unreal interview we have coming for you with some unreal guests. We got the homies, Frank and Chill, in the house to talk dead gods, dust, you name it. But first, I'm going to get a little background from you, Chill. I like to get a little elf on the team when we have y'all on so the listeners can get a better idea of who's in charge of this rocket ship to the moon. So I'm going to give you the mic for a second. Introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Who we're dealing with here. Hey, guys. Um, first, thank you for having me here. So as you're here, I'm fucking French. <laughs> oui, oui. So, um, yeah, my background is not very interesting, but I can wrap it up pretty quickly. Uh, I'm an aerospace engineer that converted into computing science. And then I discovered Bitcoin in 2015. Since then, I've been degenerating on the blockchain and mostly losing money until the gods. Word. Uh, because, you know, I wasn't in the core team since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Actually, I minted only two D gods because the mint was uh, kind of uh, hard to get in, <laughs> and that's oh. only maybe a day after it that I I do want to see my ranks. So I just create a Google sheet and share it in the Discord, and unexpected shit happened. Like Frank just share it as the official ranking system. <laughs> <laughs> and so everyone is referring to it. And then Frank comes to me and say, bro, you're a fucking legend. Like, yeah, that shit was legendary for that. sure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's how I started working for D-Gods. Yeah. And, Damn, can, you, uh, uh, can yeah. you fudge some rarity numbers for me then? Pump up my yeah, Solana say, chain it was, really, it was really weird. I love the spreadsheet, but, uh, you know, <laughs> this very common solar spiral was like rank five. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. Just PFP. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, um, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the most crazy shit about this is that actually I worked for Frank as a contractor, a contractor for maybe a month, and then he invited me in uh, Miami to join him and uh, basically I didn't know his face just like his a uh, fucking name on a discord server I took a flight from France like fucking 11 hours and I was there alone like, <laughs> waiting for a fucking stranger to come up by the the door of the hotel so yeah Damn. thank god he didn't run sounds romantic time, but yeah that's how <laughs> it was I, pretty I romantic guys and, yeah Hell and yeah. I ended up in the core team you know Hell yeah, man. I love the stories where it's like, like Kryptonian built DMAP. You know what I mean? And then you built the rarity and then boom, here we are. This is how D gods rolls, man. It's all kind of like that chapter just showed up in a space and killed it. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I didn't even know that we had a discord for a few months. I was just shit posting on Twitter. Here we are. And I think that, by the way, I think chill, he's a very humble guy. He's underselling it. Um, I mean, he saved D God's ass 
so many times, you know, besides the rarity, like for example, we were, uh, you know, we had the Exile D gods uh, and we had to airdrop the duplicates of, of all of them, like the real ones to all the holders. And me and Finn didn't know how to write a script to do it. And so we were just manually clicking through. Uh, I think I got oh, through like God. 180 in a night and that was just completely destroyed my soul. And, and uh, Chill messages me and he's like, you fucking morons like, uh, you know, <laughs> and he basically like writes the script. And uh, dude, I mean, yeah, that, that was that that was what enabled us to send them a lot faster. And there's just so many little things along the way that, um, dude, Chill was just like the guy to actually solve problems. It's like, if so you've seen the movie, yeah, who who was the who devved the fucking mint? You and Finn? Um, it was me, Finn and Bob had and different Bob, parts right? of it, but okay. it was mostly Bob. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Shout so why the hell were you guys hand sending out the copies of the exiles? Oh, because we just didn't know how to write a script, uh, in web three <laughs> that would be able to, you know, send them. And cause the other thing is we had to, people were trading them on soul C. So we had to yeah. build the checker in that would check if they still held it. Cause let's just say we export the list of holders, um, and then somebody's traded it in between the time that we're sending it, and uh, yeah. and we exported that list, so it had to check. Um, and and Joe built that functionality in as well. So yeah, fucking love that man. All yeah. right, so yeah, there there's Frankie. Uh, I didn't forget about last you. thing I was gonna say. Last thing I was gonna say though was like, if you've seen the movie Pulp Fiction, they have like the guy. I think it's the wolf. You just like call in when you really yes. need something actually to get that's done. True. Oh and yeah, that's been. Uh, that's been like chill from day one. Let's and a go, lot of people man. don't realize that. And I don't think he's going to hype himself up like that. But yeah, we really would not. We would just be a dead project if chill wasn't helping along the way at the beginning. And if he didn't come on the core team, I, I've said this before in other podcasts. I say it all the time. But since this is the beginning of the podcast, before people might get bored, I have to just <laughs> say it like D gods would not be where we're at today. Probably wouldn't even exist in the capacity that it does. If it was not for Mr. Fucking chill coming on this team so oh, I, yeah. we're always grateful and i salute my man every time them. yeah, yeah. thank 100%. you sir the web three mercenary let's go all right all right no more symphony i had to just <laughs> yeah, get the symphony yeah. out at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> save the now bromance can, for the end yeah. we, we now we're gonna make fun of his french accent all this yes. shit, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh yeah frankie good to have you here happy bladed birthday uh 23 years old fucking crazy reminds me of the first time i saw an nfl player get like a max contract and they were younger than me and i was like damn what where did i go wrong in life but uh yeah 23 so to all the fucking you know primate pfps out there watch your mouths you're bullying a fucking child (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah big ups to everything you know you've been doing so far i'm sure you get your fucking tires pumped left and right so i'm not here to do it but you know we're all here for the Frank train. We fucking love you, man. Uh, happy birthday. Give me big like Richard Branson vibes lately. And I feel like he was about your age when he uh, founded Virgin Records and all that shit. So, no, I just I just think I aged a lot uh, ever since the mint having a lot of people. <laughs> so you're like 35, you actually. Yeah, yeah. It just ages you. You know, Chill has seen me in real life. He knows the eye bags yeah. that I carry 24 seven. So it's yeah. like that meme of the um, uh, the president, like where they show the picture you know, when they get elected yeah. and then four years later, but it's like 10 times oh, yeah, worse word. for Frank. <laughs> Big Barack oh, so vibes. Bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's bad. It's word. bad. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So first of all, congratulations on Dead Gods, right? Little. Thank you. Thank that you, guys. Was, uh, Thank you, that was the fucking grind for a bit, and everyone had incredibly high expectations for it, I'm sure. And I think you guys have met those 
and blown them out of the water in most cases. Um, the transcending experience is just absolutely incredible, incredible and addicting. Uh, I, <laughs> I have like enough dead gods where I could just wait a few days and like get the thousand dust to dead my other ones. But I still find myself like, yo, let me borrow 300 dust so I can just do it right now <laughs> real quick. So well, yep, yep. well done with that. Um, love the, you know, the sustainability of the whole thing with the increase in the deading price, uh, and the burn situation, which I don't think is live yet. Right. Do we have a time frame on burns soon? Uh, no, it's not live yet. Soon, 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 soon. Chill's face said uh, later rather than sooner. But I mean, who's really in a hurry to burn their D god? Am I right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, right. Except for the exiles, but you don't want yeah. to destroy fine fine art. No, I'm down. We can at some point here talk about how we think about um, prioritization because you're talking to the two guys here yeah. that honestly like game plan and, and prioritize everything that we're dropping and so okay. yeah happy to talk through our top thought process on that okay but, yeah well let, let's uh before we get there let's talk a little more dead gods let's uh address the elephant in the room here um i had what some have called a top three most fuckable d god in the collection <laughs> in my solana mickey chain solana chain mickey sorry uh yes. and he got a little rugged I get that Dead Gods, completely different vibe. It's hard to have this icy-ass glowing chain of bling in a dead atmosphere, and I'm very happy for the other Mythics that finally got you know their time to shine. In my opinion, the Solana chain was the top Mythic attribute alive, and you know no longer the case, but it is what it is. What say you about I'll say that? this. I'll say this. Um, there's a short list of attributes that we are considering uh, changing which are the Dylan helmet, the clown nose, the Solana chain, and uh, maybe some different backgrounds. Um, so th- that's in the cards. I'll be oh, honest. The like, clown dude, nose? I oh, think shit. the Dylan nose and the clown, uh, the, <laughs> Dylan, the Dylan helmet and the clown nose go hard as fuck. Uh, chapter, well, I you're think, a clown. What do you think about that? Yeah, clown I was going to ask sorry. you. You're probably the number one opinion yeah. maker. Bro. Bro, my shit's fucking. Bro, my shit is fucking sick. Yeah. Bro, I don't know who who said whatever. Bro, I mean, I can understand people are opinionated, but you know, in my opinion, no, nah, I'd say cry less because yeah. uh, no, my shit's fucking no, fire. I, but, I agree. You know, actually, I think um, here I'll give my thoughts on the the reasons for these attributes potentially being changed. I don't think it's like like your clown nose looks fucking sick, right, Chapter? But uh, mm-hmm. I think with, when it comes to layering and certain, when you have like a lot of traits on some D gods, like I told you guys, the goal is no ugly D gods. We've already kind of set sure. the precedent for mm-hmm. us uh, changing things, and uh, it's not like something that's going to happen immediately. But over time, we'll watch kind of the market, how things trade, etc. I haven't seen clown nose like dip too much or whatever, but I know like the Dylan helmet guys. They really want to keep that allure of having yeah, the entire face covered up, really? which I understand. Okay. And then Solana yeah, chain, sure. obviously, a big that. part of it is that it's fucking shiny and glowing and, and Solana massive. too. And I, yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong. I and think so, the design now is sick, but I just mm-hmm. think it, it's a completely, it's almost a different attribute. If that makes sense, did yeah. did no, Scum do it. the Solana chain? I feel like with the, uh, well, wherever the soul used to yeah. be, what's there no, now? No, I think I think it, I think it was scum. I mean, look, yeah. the thought process behind the Solana chain, like I, I like it, but I get why it doesn't connote the same you know value that it did before. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of stayed away from doing glow in this collection. I get and that. Yeah, that's sure. oh yeah, the halo is another one too. Where the halo, I do is think, sick, 
yeah, I, I do think that it's it's hard to interpret art, and I think the artists so there you know any trait. Solana Chain had like a bunch of different drafts. Um, we went with what made the most sense and looked the most uh, cohesive for the collection. And I think the current Solana Chain looks cohesive with the rest of the collection, but it doesn't. Yeah. I I agree with you that I don't know if it connotes the level of rarity that it actually is. So that's a good way cards. to put it. It, lo- it yeah. lost something, and I wasn't really sure. And, and I mean, on like. Dead gods are just a completely different vibe from D gods. Like it, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I had this this ape who was kind of smirking at you, like giving you like fuck me eyes with this gangster ass chain on, and now like he's dead and he he's gonna murder you. But it is what it is. Like that's the vibe of the art, and I still love it. It's just yeah, it's a different connotation. So that's what, yeah, that's it's what a total. I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, it is a very different. Uh, it, it is a very different D god for sure. Yeah, and I'll say for like the clown noses, I guess, uh, you know, now that I've actually thought about uh, what I just Mm -hmm. said, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm interested to see uh, exactly what uh, what you guys have, because I'm not sure about other people's, you know, profile pic. They probably don't have double diamond necklaces. You know what I mean? Things like that. So um, (laughs) I'm definitely, you know, interested in seeing what's up. Yeah. You know, so shout out, shout out to the clown squad. Yeah. I think it's literally just clown noses with glasses sometimes. Like mm. the clown nose does okay. take over or on a really clean D God. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really sick attribute. It's like a fucking galaxy on your face, which is like dope, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think at, at the end of the day, I mean, there's no promises that we ever even will update in any of the art. Mm-hmm. I, I see Cho making the eyes. Like I, I think it's a very, it's a much more difficult process than people imagine because a lot of the, a lot of the D guys were one of one, uh, you know, done for the layering. And so if we were Which to is go fucking and, wild, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it wouldn't be like as easy as just generating a new batch. Um, it would be a lot, it would be a process. Yeah. So we're kind of accumulating a lot of the layering fixes. We're accumulating a lot of these like kind of complaints and then we'll make a decision from there. But yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no promises, but I get, I get the grievances. I think all the common people are pretty hyped. Um, but yeah, the mythics are, you know, the thing with mythics at the end of the day, and this is so funny internally, we had this thing. It's like cracking the mythic code. And, uh, it's very difficult when you're trying to make the floor of your collection really aesthetic, like we were, and we tr- I think we accomplished with uh, Dead Gods, to have the Mythics be an extreme level up. Because there are a lot of iterations. I know people love details, but there's a lot of iterations of these where there was even more detail than what you're seeing in, in the final versions. But it really wasn't cohesive when you generate and you layer a lot of different things on top. Uh, so it was, a, it was a challenge, right, to get the Mythics to, to be objectively Mythic. And I think Solana chain was one of the harder ones because yeah, yeah it's typically layered with you know different uh, pieces of clothing and and uh, mm-hmm. you want it to stand out but you mm-hmm. don't want it to look so out of the out of the theme in the world yeah um, and it's it's yeah. my fault too for having like such a sick PFP like having to mesh the Solana chain with the Gary uniform like you know yeah. that's on me I'll take full responsibility. It's your fault. I agree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nice yeah. job. Nice um, job, bro. Yeah, I, that's my bad. I'm an asshole. But uh, I'll I'll snitch on myself a little bit here. So I, I have a bet with somebody uh, that I will sneak two words into this podcast. The first was elephant. So we got that out of the way. I won't say what the second nice. one was. And the loser has to do a shoey. So that's, that was my uh, elephant in cool. the room intro to that. Well, I mean, I would take your side of the bet every time because every you time, control what dude. you say. Yeah, every that's time. like a horrible bet. If you think I can't, if you think I can't bet, slip yeah. two words into a two-hour yeah. podcast, it, it better be like a hundred to one odds or something like that. <laughs> I mean, if we're it being basically honest, just sounds like 
basically just sounds like whoever bet you wanted to do a shoot. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, like, that's what it sounds 100%. like. I, yeah. I, they're a handsome motherfucker. Yeah, it's like they right look now, good on camera. Say, they look great when they're chugging beer out of a shoe. So like, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, I get it. Um, my word was cum bucket, and I got that across. So, oh man, that's a good <laughs> yeah, one. See, yeah. they, they gave me layups, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you guys at the end of the yeah. show what they were. They gave me layups. So, uh, yeah, come correct next time. You know who you are. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, I chill. Do you have anything to add on the topic of uh, potential dead god attribute reworks? No, but uh, yeah, that's why uh, DDIs is because it's really, really complex yeah. to regenerate them, as we did a lot of manual changes and yeah we just have to go through every single like layer issue that people reports to us and then find a way to like replace them in a way that doesn't interfere with the actual collection with the other you know 100 so, attributes yeah 150 yeah. so yeah it's a long process and we will update the like the really important one like uh, we know that there are layer ring issues that are really, really bad. I won't name any, but <laughs> we will fix them. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a slippery slope too. I think that's also what Chill is getting at. Yeah. You, know, you give people an inch and they're going to want to change yeah, every single yeah, attribute. Yeah. I get, I get that. Yeah. I've seen some people in the, la- in the layering issues, like zooming like a thousand X do like dots. <laughs> <laughs> saying, guys there is some blue there's here. seven pixels out blue? of place here <laughs> yeah no anyway i i a was uh slipping in the word elephant b i'm just giving you guys a hard time i'm, I'm rocking uh a phenomenal uh cory what's his name worthington do you guys remember that uh in youtube interview from back in the day like some australian guy blonde hair glasses on uh just talks about partying anyways I'm rocking a sick PFP oh, yeah, right he's now. Sick. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, yeah, I um I am definitely not complaining. I'm just giving you guys a hard time, but uh, that just made me think of something. What do you think about people potentially using OG D gods for PFPs? Like, do you think there will be a point where okay, everyone on my timeline has a dead god? I'm gonna switch mine back. And I guess now that I just brought that up, are we still gonna be able to switch our art back? Here's the way I think about it. Okay, I think might as well just segue this into prioritization talk, right? Because these are all features we need to... Okay, so we like to think about what is going to create growth uh, first, and we like to prioritize those things. At the same time, on the back end, part of growth is growing our organization and growing our dev team. And so the way I think about it is right now, the priority is 100% like Dust Labs, building insane utility for Dust, as that is the pressing issue right now. As we cross the 50% mark, for D gods turning into dead gods. So things like switching back, things like burning, these are all things that we have promised and that we will do. But as right now, we're still scaling out our team and it's still a sprint to launch a a new feature or build something new. Um, Those kind of little details just fall by the wayside. And as we grow out the team, it just kind of gets added to this checklist of things that we need to do. And uh, once the team gets big enough, like we'll have a separate side team that's just kind of running on optimization slash maintenance fixes, which I would... I would prioritize both of those things uh, in. And if we're being like, honest, you know what you I mean? Can... Like if we launch, if, if we launch burning or even like swapping tomorrow, it's not like it's going to create a lot of buzz, hype or no. growth for the D gods collection or our yeah. brand. And so it's not uh, something that we want to put our brain power and our dev work towards right now. Yeah. Burning rewards the paper hands with the, the queue process that you guys introduced. Yeah. And then honestly, like if you really want your OG D god art, like you can get it. So 
I don't, yeah, no one's in a hurry. JPEG dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk dust. And uh, I know one dust equals one dust. But that being said, I am a couple hundred away from having deaded all my gods and eating fucking steak and lobster for dinner for the rest of my life. So thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my thoughts on like where dust is at right now, uh, dust having coming sooner than people think. Uh, yep. I, I'm thinking like end of May, probably with the rate. Yeah, that's where our projections are, right, Rachel? We're looking at mid-May, end of May. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I printed another million yesterday. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, we got okay. you know, like you said, over half of dead gods. Still, you know, four K D gods that need to die or whatever. But uh, where do you guys? Obviously, you just said you know we're prioritizing things that will. Uh, you know, create value and create utility for dust. Do we have some, do y'all have some kind of dust roadmap or, or, uh, yeah. okay, run it. Okay. Let me break this down. I'm excited. I finally get a chance to just say this with words. <laughs> Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Oh my God. All right. So here's the thing we, we have like right now the biggest, uh, Dow treasury in Solana by orders of magnitude. Not a big deal. And, uh, what, what that gives us the ability to do is allocate our Dow resources to, towards things that we believe will have exponential growth for both the D-Gods collection and for Dust as well. And so what we're going to do and what the launch of Dust Labs yesterday symbolized is we're going to create a, a team. Right now, it's a lot of them. A lot of the team is just us. But as we go, we'll recruit people specifically just for Dust Labs. And we're going to try to build tools that are going to be used by, going to need to be used by everybody on Solana. And the only way you'll have access to them is with, uh, is with Dust. So I can give some examples right now um, for the first time. So the first thing we're going to launch is going to be a paper trading challenge. I've alluded to this before in, uh, di- you know, in Discord and things like this. But oh, what's going to be interesting yeah. about this is we're working on the constraints to make it like a fair system. We're working with Hello, Hello Moon to do this. And uh, what's going to happen is people are going to be able to join for um, X amount of dust per month and join the membership. They'll be in a alpha chat, a massive alpha chat, which if you looked at Moonbirds, you know, which was an ETH mint that just happened recently, like yep. that was an entire mint. Their whole purpose is just to be a fucking alpha chat. And so this is going to be something that's affordable, ideally, for everybody on, on Solana if they buy a little bit of dust. And uh, from there, like from that alpha chat, we're going to create both an app, a web app, and a Discord bot that are all going to be around people speculating on the future of certain NFT, of all NFT projects. And uh, if they do that well, we'll reward them in real fucking soul. I think it's like the best narrative. It's Whoa. the best story. And it's true, right? It's like, hey... A lot of people might be better at this whole NFT trading, flipping, and understanding game, but they might not have the capital to do it. And what we feel would be a great benefit to all of Solana is if we can empower those people to not only you know make calls and make predictions and get rewarded for it by getting actual soul to allocate, but also they're going to be contributing to this massive database because they're going to make calls and they're going to say, hey, I think famous foxes are going to go to 70 soul you know, in 30 days or whatever. And, if, and they give the reasoning why. And I think a big part of value for having access to this, you know, Dust Labs membership is you're going to be able to see all the alpha that's put, you know, put up by all these different people that are a selfishly trying to, you know, trade and make the best moves. But if they end up being really, you know, profitable or smart traders over over a long term, you'll see badges next to their name. You'll see the clout that they have for making verifiably good calls. And people that have access to this membership will be able to see all of that data in real time. So if I'm trying to decide what, what the next NFT to buy is, I can go see, you know, which projects are called by these verifiably great traders. And the some of these guys board, might not have yeah. the time. 
yeah yeah you yeah some of these guys stats. might not have time to shit post on twitter and get famous okay. and so yeah that that's like the first idea i'll, I'll give you a few Pause others for one second can... on that idea okay so <laughs> okay i'm a little fucking pissed because i'm working on a project with some d gods fam called divine dogs and one of our first fucking roadmap introductions post mint is a DeFi paper trading program where you're literally the same thing you're it's a fucking leaderboard you you know submit weekly what your DeFi plays would be and whoever has like the most roi or whatever for the week like is gonna win shit so i'm a little mad well, a, well why be mad let's do that. it together I, I, and i was let's just do. gonna say i might need your help with setting that up <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, so actually this yeah. brings me to my next point on dust labs uh, I'll throw one other idea out there and then we can get into this, right? Another example of an idea that I think everybody on Solana would need, and this would bring a lot of value to Dust. We're going to build like a portfolio tracker that also does your taxes. Um, oh, that's and, again, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. fucking Damn. way, and, and, bro. And the, reason, like, the reason I'm giving these <laughs> examples God, is because I think was a lot <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people fade, um, you know, the idea of Dust Labs because they think we're going to do things that are not going to ultimately be uh, exciting for everyone on Solana. But what I'm trying to portray and what we'll, we'll end up proving is that I think we understand the kind of shit that DGENs actually want and need and like will FOMO and be excited to use. And that's our philosophy with building these products. So there's not going to be, you know, maybe some experiment misses, but at the end of the day, like. I think what we've proven with D guys is we understand this market and we understand what to build for this market. So it's not going to be some dumbass like lame tool. We're only going to make dope shit that everybody will get excited about and it will create a lot of hype. And as I said in a tweet the other day, like our goal for every launch is are we going to break the internet with this launch? I think the paper trading thing is going to break the internet. I think building the first solid portfolio tracker will break the internet. All these things are things that yeah. are a huge advantage to have. And that's only going to give utility to dust. And we're only able to do that because we have the Dow Treasury that's going to be able to fund these, you know, expeditions and these building experiments where other projects might have to charge Solana, might have to charge, you know, like yeah. upfront for a mint. But for us, we can do something that's good for the entire ecosystem, but then bring value back to D gods because that's the that's the way you mine dust. Mm -hmm. Okay. Coming to uh, where it, it's Divine Dogs, correct? Yeah. So coming to Divine Dogs as an example, I, I think a big part of our business plan slash strategy with Dust Labs is showing the ecosystem the value of integrating Dust into their ecosystem. And so one of the things that interests me is which projects can generate and accumulate the most Dust from their, you know, from what they're building, whether it's from their Mint, whether it's from after their Mint. And I think what's going to happen is... Um, we are going to build a lot of utility for Dust outside of just the tooling. Okay, I'm dropping like a fuck ton of out. I'm basically going to give That's you guys a game for, plan. Bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Wait, go wait, ahead, wait, wait, before, before, before you go, before you go, is this experiment yeah. one? Uh, the paper trading thing will be experiment one. Okay. Yes. All right. I just wanted to clarify because we all saw experiment one and that was one of my questions. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, and so... The way I think about it is we want to make sure that we provide value to D-Gods for the second mint that we've been alluding and, and doing. But the thing is, is like the best way to prove that you've been loyal to D-Gods is by accumulating dust. And so when we do, we're going to do 10,000 that are going to be allocated for D-God holders. By the way, these, num these numbers are subject to change. Maybe it ends up being a 30,000 supply. Maybe it ends up being less. I don't Maybe it's 20,000. It might be the, the number we're going with right now is 20,000. Anyway, sure. so I'll start rambling. So... Thing, the way we're thinking about it is the best way to prove that you're loyal to D gods is by accumulating dust. So when we do the 10,000 that's reserved, you know, for D god holders, it's not going to be a straight one to one airdrop. It will be priced in dust. And so if you are accumulating dust, if your project is accumulating dust, 
at a massive scale, you will have a big advantage when it comes to getting a lot more of these NFTs for the second mint. And uh, that's just one example of how we plan to incentivize, you know, people to uh, DAOs and projects to accumulate dust. On top of the fact that we're also looking to build DAO tooling that's exciting and interesting. Like we want to open up our auction and raffle code to other DAOs for a subscription package. And so these are all things that are going to allow people to have their own native projects that their own native token might not have a token to basically just pay us in dust to give them all kinds of interesting utility and fun games and things like this to give to their own DAO in a white labeled and, and packaged manner. So it's it's almost like a business to business thing on top of just um, on top of just, you know, the consumer side, which is like you get to us, you put in raffles. It's like, let's sell this to DAOs and actually make this something that the community demands from their DAOs to get added because it's really interesting util- utility. So that's kind of how we're thinking about um, the long and short of dust. So coming back to Divine Dogs, I mean, I think it will make perfect sense for us to work together if you want to do this DeFi uh, trading calls thing. Like, let's do that in a way that incentivizes you guys collecting dust and let's find more ways for your project to benefit and be excited about collecting um, dust as a DAO treasury. And one of those examples could even be, and I was talking to Blocksmith Labs about this, what if you guys collect us and offer you know, maybe a week or two of double staking rewards in either your native token plus dust or uh, something like this along uh, as well. All of these things, I think any project will be excited about adding to their collection. And these are all things uh, that we're thinking to, to incentivize not only individuals, but also DAOs yeah. to be stacking well, dust. Well, we were already planning on minting a small percent of our public mint in dust, just as like a nod to D-Gods. We are going to do 33 NFTs in dust. Um, but also, like now I feel like an idiot because I've been giving away dust as like giveaways for games and competitions and shit in the Discord all week. And now we're trying to be supposed to be collecting it. So, fuck. Well... I think what we what we need to figure out is along the way between now and I think we're giving ourselves about three to four months for the second mint. What we need to figure out is a good way to reward the right holders, uh, you know, for doing good things for the community uh, in dust as well. Yeah, that's why we don't burn dust. You know, I don't or, see dust yes. as like something to burn. That's, yeah, it's so like it's what, we're accumulating. One of that. my yeah. questions was kind of about that because there is a very finite supply of dust to be distributed assuming we're sticking to the original tokenomics. So what, obviously we have halvings, but like what else is in the roadmap to try and keep dust sustainable? Is this kind of the answer is how many ways can we collect dust to then maybe reintroduce it into the ecosystem or what's the move there? Cause I mean, having number one coming up sooner than people think, like we said, and what happens after that? Like it's going out soon. I feel like, yeah, dude, I feel nervous to give all this fucking alpha out. Dude, um, run it. Don't worry about it. I Frank. mean, look, here, here's the thing, right? Most projects, when they create their token, they give themselves an initial supply and, uh, and that's how they earn their token, which I think is almost like, it's basically a pre-mine, right? It's almost unfair. For DGAs, yeah. on the other hand, yeah, with, with the official circulation, you know, we've earned the DDAO treasury has earned every dust that we've uh, that that we've collected. Yeah, whether it's from dead gods, whether it's from raffles, raffles like yeah. the, the DAO mm-hmm. has earned uh, all, all the dust that we've collected. And so, oh man, I'm scared to even say. There's a world where we, in order to scale, we need to raise VC funding, and a lot of NFT projects have a hard time doing that because what's the right way to do that? And to and projects like you know super Shad- shadowy supercoder DAO and projects that with to- even even um and board ape I mean they did it in their token like they raise on an initial allocation of their token 
we would we could potentially do the same thing, but strictly from the tokens that are generated and earned um, by the Dow Treasury, which I think would just make it the most fair way to do it. And so if in the future we're ever interested in in taking any outside funding, um, we could do it on the tokens that we've uh, generated and earned ourselves as the Dow Treasury, which I think would be uh, a pretty smart. So the like circulating the supply wouldn't increase. Exactly. Wow. Would not increase or yeah, what? Because that's a big problem, right? That's a big problem with a lot of Solana uh, tokens is that you have this fully diluted value. But yeah. uh, a lot of that, you know, fully diluted value is not real because it's VC coins on on lockup. And you know that as soon yep. as they enter circulating supply, they're going to get market dumped. Um, yep. And that's kind of like the whole game. I hope I'm, I hope SBF isn't listening to this, but that's kind of like <laughs> the whole game with a lot of... Uh, with a lot of tokens here on Solana. And so we saw that from day one and, and we knew we wanted to do it differently. So everything about Dust is just about fairness. Um, and and that's part of the spirit there. So it, we don't know, right? If that's the path, there might be some something else that we do down the line. I don't know. The, the key with not burning it is, I've always felt like burning your token is something that, not to be mean, but you know, B-level, C-level projects do for getting a good headline or getting a good tweet of like uh, implied scarcity. Mm-hmm. But for us, we're trying to make dust something we need that's as important much as to possible. the entire ecosystem. Yeah. So there's no world we're fucking burning any dust hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total chill. I'm curious if you have any thoughts there. Cause we've, we've talked about this a bunch, but I don't know if we've ever articulated it in one entire burst like this. So I might've botched. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very nice to you to share some alpha, but people have to realize that it might change tomorrow yeah. or yeah. the day after. So it's not real alpha for now. Yeah, this is D guys. Everything is subject to change immediately. It might change by the time we post this, this podcast. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a big thing, right? We always have to be ready to make a change or make a move. If we see that the market's going in one way or the other, if we have a better idea, even if we've spent a month working on one idea, if we have a better idea, um, we're ready to drop the old idea yeah. and move on to the new one yeah. ASAP. And you know what? Yeah. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you? Like, why would you cling to an idea yeah. that's not working or like a line in your roadmap that, oh, we're going to execute that because it's in the roadmap, but it's provenly not working. So yeah, why the fuck wouldn't you adapt and continue to grow to to meet needs and demand? And a great example of this is, uh, you know, me and Chill here. Our first real project we worked on together was actually Deep Palace, if you can remember that. Of course. And, uh, and you know, it's funny. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny because there's another project. Obviously, I'm not going to say the name, but basically making a forum and, you know, with your NFT locked or whatever was their entire value prop. And now they're dead. And they just, like, continue to try to make that yeah. happen. But for us, it's like, dude chill grinded the fuck out of that entire thing we were sprinting in miami you know we we're trying to have a good time but it was like we were staying up there's no wi-fi in our fucking hotel we were grinding on that sprint and after like a week it was just pretty clear this was not, not the, the idea. idea and literally like and after a week we kind of all decided to fucking <laughs> abandon that and uh and do the best thing credit to chill he might say something differently now but he was just ready to throw it out um even though it was a huge labor on, on him to build that out. Yeah, man. It took me three weeks to build this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he just you know, got up he, and left. He went to get, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like I need a drink. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, he was just ready to throw it out immediately until we figured out something better. And that's when we started working on fucking dust. Yeah, man. And I'm glad we did. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. even before D Palace, we had, uh, what was it? DE.XYZ. And it was the, yeah. the blog that was 
you know, there, there's still some useful information on there and shout out to, <laughs> I think, Chill, did you have the first article on there? And then I know like UP, RIP was lined up to have an article. Like there was going to be some good information, but again, that's how much, you know, value does that really provide? Yeah, things change. Yeah. I didn't have any article on this, but yeah, I, I mean, I forget who had the first. Maybe I forget who it was, but somebody had like the first article. It was like reboot. You know, oh, it was, you know, reboot. it was reboot. Yeah, and he has the fucking ape king, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no way, that's him. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Wow, yeah. and and then yeah, Insane, you guys right? put Full the uh, the tipping feature on there, and he was the only one with a published article, and probably the only one who got published, but. Shit happens, man. It just is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit happens. It's, yeah. it's for the best of you know the other nine thousand five hundred and so yeah. and so holders. So, okay, hundred yeah, uh, percent. All right, a lot to unpack with that, but essentially, Dust Labs is going to be the uh, source for all of your tools and what say you that any given project on Solana may need and they can come and they can get them from D gods for you know x amount of dust or so are there yes. partners outside of D gods that are at play here because the first thing you mentioned which is the profile tracking thing uh that to me screams Solana money boys um no it's not not with money boys there is something in uh in the works with blocksmith labs but there's one Lots partner there's one partner I actually am. I signed a fucking NDA. I'm contractually oh, yeah. not obligated to. Okay, uh, okay, okay. To, to, I'm not allowed to say. But what I'm, I think I can say is, I, I don't even know what to say. It would break the, fucking, N- it would break NDA the fucking for right. those listening at home is a non-disclosure agreement. That means there's big boy yeah. lawyers involved in whatever deal this yeah, is. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Word. So, um, you know, yeah. The way I look at it is, Dust Labs is going to be a lot more ripe for dev-related and actual infrastructure-related yep. partnerships. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, dust is just a neutral token. So, yes. D gods like earn it from staking, but the way we've launched it, there's no real, there's no real, uh, massive financial like benefactor from any X, Y, or Z, uh, partnership. I think that's a big thing that I've noticed in these discussions with different projects yeah. and different uh, companies. That's a big plus. So the, like everyone can earn it in the free market. Two yeah. things that have been alluded to, first of all, the code at the bottom of the dust labs tweet was a thousand Solana in rewards, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then another thing that you tweeted a while back was something along the lines of like, uh, you know, we're going to do something for the people who can't afford a D God and like don't even have 10 soul in their wallet. What are those two yeah. things alluding to? Um, I kind of mentioned it. It's the paper trading challenge and it's going to be this app that is going to be a web app. It's going to be integrated into DYOR and it's also going to be a discord bot as well. And uh, it's going to allow people to basically make their predictions on the future. And if someone proves a track record of being really good, I don't care if they have one soul in their wallet or a hundred soul or a thousand soul. It's a pure meritocracy. And uh, if you have very little soul, it's your opportunity to get rewards. And we're going to be allocating just to start out with a thousand soul um, in rewards to people. Probably the number one prize will be like, I'm guessing right now, we've, we haven't fully like broken this down, but number one prize might be 500 soul. And then it goes down from there. But uh, yeah. Sheesh. Look, we're we're in the business <laughs> now. We're we're big enough where I can now say this, yeah. and I think on my first podcast with you guys, I said it. Like we're in the business of changing lives at this point, Facts. and uh, that's kind of a big thing that a lot of us on the core team, especially, get the most motivation out of more than anything. And uh, you know, Chill will send a screenshot of someone saying something of how D gods changed their life to our group chat, and uh, I can tell it heats him up and warms him up. It definitely warms me up, 
and a lot of the other people on the core team. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, like that's the goal. And if we have this capital, let's give it, you know, allocate in the right way and still be bringing value back to dust, which in turn brings value back to D gods. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, a put up or shut up. Like you can be a number one influencer on Solana, but you actually trade like shit. And then some guy with 64 Twitter followers comes in and just runs the table on this, you know, yep. let, for, for the sake of putting into like regular terms, let's call it like a one soul to a hundred soul challenge. And this guy just crushes it and boom, all of a sudden, Hey, now you have enough money to afford a D God. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Okay. Uh, do you have an idea for experiment two? Um, one thing at a time. There, there's a few different things that we're thinking of. It depends on these partnerships that may or may not go through. Uh, the portfolio trackers and the cards. Um, certain, uh, like, you know, one thing I've always hated about a lot of NFT tools is that they te- they give you a lot of stuff on how to buy, right? Like, yeah, there's a bunch of tools for sniping. There's a bunch of tools to tell you like how to find the right rarity, et cetera, et cetera. But there's really no tools for how to sell um, NFTs and when to sell your NFTs and when the best time to do it is. So it's, it's a space we're looking into that again, right? Like we're only thinking of stuff that isn't out there that I think would change the game if it was accessible. And, uh, that's one of the tools that's in our, in our, uh, roadmap game plan for dust labs is building something that really helps make clear whether it's through education and data or also like immediate notifications and signals for if a floor is being swept, if, uh, you know, you have a certain price target that hits, if, uh, you know, there's a certain time where most projects where they get X amount of volume, that's when like, you know, best time to sell is, or it's a top signal or whatever it is. Um, I think this would help a lot of people get more liquid soul and uh, it will be well worth the dust cost in membership. And that's kind of where our head's at. Those are like a few examples. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually a very good point. Like everyone, you know, hypes up, buy this, buy this, buy this, but nobody really talks about like selling targets or selling goals. And I... Yep. Personally, if you want to have like a, you know, how many chip shots can you take to get to a hundred soul where you, you flip something for like one soul each time, I might win that. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, because when you actually, when you sell something and not announce it on Twitter, uh, the community get mad at you. So you don't want to advertise selling. That's why influencers. Well. Usually don't do it. It depends on what it is. Like I sold a, a piece of bread for three point three three soul last night while I was sleeping, and, and to me that's a <laughs> that's a fucking W right there. So it depends on what it is. But yeah, if if it's something like D gods, and I think we do a good job of okay, if you're selling for a good reason and you and you're you know using that money for you know something life-changing or whatever you're not just being a paper hand i think we do a really good job of like congratulating people like yo that's sick awesome um but yeah you're you're absolutely right it's kind of frowned upon to you know announce sells even if it's okay i minted a piece of bread for 13 dust and i sold it for 3.33 soul and i think that's like a 10x or whatever so um yeah Another framework too True. is uh, where you look at some of these smaller tools that don't have a lot of love or support but are high quality. Uh, we can also acquire them with uh, Dust Labs and then charge Dust for them. Oh, yeah. shit. So yeah. D Gods absorbs Famous Fox confirmed. No, no, no. They're too big. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love, I love my. I'm actually so bullish on Foxes. So. I, I think I was talking with, uh, I was talking with uh, Chill the other day. Is yeah, dude, I think there's a world where, you know, if a lot of new people come into Solana, there's a world where Foxes could be at the same level as an SMB type of project yeah. where, you know, it's not that large of a supply. They are very dev focused, just like SMB is. And I do think like there's a lot that people are like, people just don't get if they make the right tool 
if they build the right product, if they get their branding on lock and, and they just keep growing, like I don't really see an upside cap on a project like that. Here's my counter argument for that, because I feel like SMB is kind of notorious for builders, devs, you know, people of some kind of success in the space come from SMB. Whereas when I look at Triple F, Famous Foxes, it's more of a this team never stops, puts out all kinds of awesome products and and does a phenomenal job. But I don't necessarily know that I see holders of Famous Fox Fed, you know, come out into the space and build something cool. Like, do you disagree with that or that that's I No, I, I agree. I just recognize that you know, these narratives can change like so quickly. Yeah, like word. I think we were all used to foxes. We've all been in the Solana NFT space now for at least at least six months because that's when you guys minted. Yep. I mean, there was a time where you, you couldn't get a fox to go above like a five soul, 10 soul floor. Oh, yeah. And now I think it's pretty much accepted that they're above 20 no matter what, you know? And uh, I just and wonder it's crazy if these guys nothing, keep executing. Nothing changed yeah. to make that happen. It was just like, oh, all yep. of a sudden everyone realized that they've been doing what they've been doing the whole fucking time. Yeah, that, that tools, you yeah. know, certain whales will come in, sweep it. That brings a lot yeah. of attention. Uh, Soul Gods is another great example. Yeah. They minted like a little bit after us. And now it's like accepted that they're very, you know, highly valued. And I think people are now finally seeing on Solana NFTs how real it is for projects to pop off long after the mint and how real it is for projects that pop off right after mint to maybe not do too well yeah. in the long term. Because in reality, so- like NFTs to me are like fucking Kickstarter. Like you are putting money into the initial capital raise of this project and you should expect your product in six months. But because we've bought this NFT and we can then sell it, like if I, you know, bought a a fucking cooler that has a built-in solar panel battery that makes margaritas for me on Kickstarter and three months down the road when my product is nowhere in sight, I could sell my share and, you know, maybe you need a little extra money, I might do that as well. So to me, the reason this OG Genesis has come about where all these OG projects that have been building these products for months and months are starting to moon now is because now is the time in their roadmap where, okay, we promised all this shit at Mint and this is what you minted for. And and these are the utilities and the values that you've been expecting. And now we've just had the time to actually execute on it. And that's the reason, you know, a lot of people fucking paper hand, especially products or, or projects like, I, I'm, well, I won't say anything, you know, specific, but like a lot of projects make very big promises. And me now having been here long enough, I can look at it and say, okay, well, this is great and it sounds awesome, but you're not going to be able to do that for three or four months. Like you're not building this, you know, play to earn game the day after mint. So yeah. I feel like that's where this OG thing has come from. But Fox is, again, building from day one, and now I'm priced out. So thank God they have the the trans-dimensional Foxes because I just keep buying those every time I got a little <laughs> bit of souls in there. Yep, yep, yeah. But And like uh, it's just hard, right, to bet against a team that's going to iterate. I mean, that's the thesis with the gods too. So, I mean, I think Foxes made a tweet the other day. They said they're going to fucking dead or tran- tr- like transcend or upgrade the art yeah. for some of their Foxes. like... Yeah, bro. Some people look at that as copying. I look at it as, hey, if your holders want different types of art and you spend the time to make that, you're creating value for your holders. And like, yeah, that's a dub, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard. I, I literally look at most NFTs as how can can I can I fade this project or can I not fade this project? 
And I just put them starkly in the camp of can't fade, might as well have exposure type of thing, right? Yeah, or absolutely. Uh, so back to dust for a little bit. Um, what would you recommend to somebody who maybe is new to Solana NFTs uh, or just crypto in general, sees D-Gods and they're like, holy shit, like, I feel like now when you kind of enter the space, D-Gods is, for me, uh, it, it was SMB and DAA when I entered and I was like, these are the ones. And now like D-Gods is kind of in that tier. But let's say like you're like me and you came to Seoul and you had 10 Soul and a dream. What would you recommend to people who are new, don't have a lot of liquidity, see D-Gods, see what we're doing, want to be a part of it. But again, the money is just kind of an issue. I mean, that's exactly what Experiment 1 is going to be all about. Okay, and but what then Experiment one will- on top of that, they suck at trading. Yeah, and that's so I'll get to that. I mean, okay. the big thing is not, it's not just going to be the paper trading challenge that we're going to launch. What we're really launching there is the infrastructure for a massive Discord community as well. And so if you're joining, you know, Solana NFT, NFTs, that's what, that's what we're building. I mean, we're building a, a intro top of the funnel thing into Solana NFTs where you can join this Discord server, get a little bit of dust, join the Discord server, and uh, you're going to have chats separated by kind of how much soul that you have in your wallet. And you're going to be able to kind of talk to people that are in the same boat as you. And then you guys can kind of grind and trade up together, get access to all this like top tier alpha from, from data that we're driving with, you know, the paper trading challenge. And yeah, it's kind of like a big picture thing, but we we're all micro executors here. And so we're kind of, it's hard to do the whole VC pitch of like, oh yeah, this is the big thing we're building. But yes, in reality, what we are building is the introduction for everyone on Solana into Solana NFTs. I, um, I fucking yeah. love that. I, yeah, yeah that's so gray. I, so gray is running like this whole he's been working on this basically curriculum with crypto Dan. And they're also oh, scheduling hey, a lot of AMAs. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also scheduling a lot of AMAs and uh, like Shark Tank style, you know, uh, yeah. interviews with a lot of these top, uh, you know, either top existing projects, upcoming mints, all, all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, we're going to bring in guys like function to do seminars on how to trade. Like all this stuff is kind of in the works. And that's just like an add-on. That's just what you get for the Dust Labs membership. And then Whoa. along the way, we'll launch these products. Okay. But yeah, Dust Labs is going to be a, a fucking community. So yeah, what I'm like, what I'm hearing yeah. is I'm new to Solana. I don't know shit about crypto and NFTs. I look at D-Gods and I'm like, those are fucking sick. Like that's the goal to one day own one of those. And now all of a sudden there's this program that I can get in at the floor level with the rest of the plebs that are just starting out their, you know, journey in NFTs and I can learn with these people and I can develop the skills and I can find the alpha that I need to trade my way up to this ultimate goal of like owning a D God or whatever. Exactly. Damn. Exactly. It sounds pretty incredible. I mean, I remember Frank, you were talking about top of the funnel and like some of the earliest spaces that we ever had and the whole funnel thing. And I definitely at that point couldn't have imagined that it would be something like actually this huge, like not just a funnel for D gods, but for the whole ecosystem. Yeah. It sounds yeah, at the I time mean, the, the potential f- there is crazy. The funnel at that time was if somebody, you know, buys a D god, like retweet their post and say welcome. Like I remember that spaces and that that was one of the, the first times that I like heard Frank talk or whatever, and I was like, all right, this kid and kid now, I, I assumed he was somewhat of an adult at the time, but I was like, this kid fucking knows what he's talking about, dude. Um, but yeah, that is bananas, bro. Like this whole funnel thing has literally just scaled to be like the, the funnel. Holy shit. 
what's very real is just human psychology at the end of the day. Like a growth funnel is is basically like how do people find out about you? Do they actually do they end up converting and then do they, you know, enjoy their experience when they've converted? Like if I just were to abstract away everything, like that's essentially all of growth. And uh, and, and at the end of the day, like we've hit a local maximum, I think, on Solana where, yeah, it's, it's much more difficult for us to 2x right now than a one soul mint that's coming out. Right. And so we actually it's not completely altruistic. And I think sometimes people get this twisted. Like, yeah, I do get a kick out of changing people's lives. Like, yeah, it is fun to see, like, you know, the impact the D guys has on people's lives, et cetera. But um, to solve for the problem of, hey, we're at the biggest market cap of any Solana project ever, and uh, we need to con- continually grow. What's next? We have to make the entire Solana NFT ecosystem look better and be better. Otherwise, we're fucked. Right. So we need to grow um, soul. Yeah, in yeah order it's, it's for not us totally to altruistic. Yeah, we need to grow soul. Rising at this tides, point. rising um, tides. Yeah, I think um, people kind of get it twisted where most people that are coming into Solana are not coming in to buy blue chips. Those are just the people that are like loud on Twitter. Yeah. Realistically, people get into NFTs to mint. That's like what you hear on on mainstream media. Like that's kind of what the main concept of NFTs is. You like mint an NFT, and that's how you kind of get into this whole ecosystem. And so, and you flip it for three X. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that's the whole fucking meta at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's how people get into the space, and then they figure out blue chips, whole value, et cetera, et cetera. So. To me, I mean, big thing of what we're trying to do, what we're going to do, and this is not highest priority right now, but we're going to do with D-Labs and what we're going to try to set the example in the ultimate way with our second mint is, hey, Solana has really high quality projects that aren't even out yet. So you're definitely not late. Join the ecosystem, yeah. bring some capital, bring some hype, bring your like energy into this ecosystem. And uh, and yeah, like that's kind of a big thing in the future is how can we make more like God level hyped mints? And not just like every day, you know, the quality of mints are like one to two percent better. If we were to do D Labs, every single mint that would come out of D Labs would be the most hype mint in fucking Solana history. That would be the goal. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's what brings in new people. Moonbirds got so much of attention like yesterday. That was a mint, right? Yeah. You know. And so we got to have mints like that here on Solana. Otherwise, um, otherwise we're not going to grow yeah. as, a, as an NFT ecosystem straight. And up. a lot of that is is probably trying to attract more people from ETH, which I know we're doing a very good job of. I follow a big handful of uh, Board Ape Yacht Club PFPs that are very new to me, but are you know people that have been around the space for a while. So, um, And they're following your footsteps. They don't tweet only about D-Gods anymore, huh? Yeah. <laughs> they tweet out, yeah. hey, DJN Apes, hey, kids. Yeah. Like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the homies. the JV playbook right there. They, yeah. they literally dip the toe in, and then all of a sudden you yep, see yep. all of this awesome shit that's happening. And Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think that the ETH funnel to Solana is going? Um, I think it's overstated at the moment. I think... Um, you know, a real example of an ETH funnel was ETH to AVAX last year. And that was on the more DeFi side. I mean, every person I knew that was in ETH was literally talking about AVAX coins, AVAX Ponzi's, like anything on AVAX 24-7. And that's like the real bar. We're like not even close to an inkling of that right now. We just have some loud people that have checked the space out. But we're looking for a mainstream narrative of, hey, ETH NFTs and Soul NFTs, like that's an easy bridge to make. Yeah. Not only is it easy, like literally with a bridge, but also it's like easy to, you know, understand the Soul ecosystem and understand the ETH ecosystem and not feel like you're a complete beginner and restarting, mm-hmm. which is what the number one thing I've heard from a lot of these ETH guys is they're like 
kings on fucking ETH, or they understand the ETH market at the very least. Coming on to Seoul, it's a whole new industry, whole new market that they are basically rookies and new noobs in. Yeah. And so um, that is something that I think is only a factor of time that will solve that. But uh, I don't want anyone to, to kid themselves like, yeah, we really have not even started ETH adoption yeah. at this point. Like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a hard transition. I mean, for me, it was hard to go the other way. I tried to swap over to ETH like one morning, me, Aussie, and a couple of other dudes were trying to mint Neo Tokyo. And I was trying to swap soul to ETH and like make that whole thing happen. And it was a nightmare. So I would hope you got your shit stuck on like a random wormhole pair uh, with no dude, uh, yeah. liquidity. Yeah. And yeah, then it was yeah, like, yeah. oh, wait, but I also need like this Neo Tokyo uh, native token. And it's going to cost me like 75 <laughs> USD to get like a handful of those. I was like, this is the worst. But um, yeah. right, let's get back to D gods for a little bit. So uh, one of my I, again, am a, a new trader, I'll say to NFTs. I've been here since a little bit before D gods minute, but I've learned a little bit uh, about what to me, uh, what I like to look for in projects, long term, things like that. And to me, one of the number one things and you've touched on this before is are you building a brand? Are you building some kind of recognition? Like Board Ape Yacht Club has the fucking brand recognition that anybody who has even heard the word NFT probably knows about. D Gods, I think, has the potential to get there. Another project that I talk about a lot when I talk about brands is DAA, I think, has the potential to be a very large brand. What are your plans for D gods as a brand. It's funny because oh, did he, rug? Oh, he just rugged a little. Chill, how you doing? Yeah, pretty tired. I, <laughs> I can tell, man. You look pretty tired, man. Yo, is there any questions I should I should get to while you're still awake? Is there anything specific that you want to talk about? Not really. I mean, Frank is a talker. Yeah. You're just you're just along for the ride. That's all right. Yes, is better. Yeah, Much better. yeah, yeah you sound better. Um, I was gonna say this is obviously sounds like a question that's more directed to me, but what I think would be really interesting is hearing Chill answer the brand question. And there we go. Is oh, he's got shit. the D God's hoodie on. What's your plan for the brand? Yeah, I mean the next step I think for the brand is to bring D Gods into the real world. Yeah. So that's actually what we are doing in the backstage, and we don't tell you guys. But something you is coming. Tell us. Something's uh, always coming. Okay, I, I, yeah, I'll color in some details this there. This is a safe space. You can I'll tell color us. in some details there. I mean, yeah, the game plan is to bring on big celebrities into D guys straight up, right? And uh, and yeah, right now, it, this is why I love what we're doing is because we're not reliant on celebrities. No celebrities will ever get like a free uh, D god, and so obviously Shaq bought his, and uh, there's like five names right now that uh, are pretty big rappers that are basically uh, very, very close to buying a D-God. And the reason they're all connected to us is literally because their managers hold and minted and bought D-Gods along the way. And so that's been like really good. Um, but yeah, that's going to become a bigger part of our strategy. One of the big things is we're trying to sign to uh, one of the bigger talent agencies here in Los Angeles. So CAA, WME, these kind of things. Um, but yeah. I think it's important that we bring on big names into D gods as holders. And uh, that's definitely what we're working on right now. Um, so yeah, th- th- there is that. And any, any day you could see a pretty nuts announcement. Um, okay. I'm very much hounding these guys and on top of it. So that's been something that's in the background, but 
the worst thing that could happen is I announce a name and there are some crazy names. I announce a name and uh, it doesn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah, it's like, you know, that that happens when you're working with celebrities and we're not relying on that. So it's not something to bank on, but it's an extra thing. But it's it is crucial and it is a, a huge priority of ours. Can you give us any kind of hint who they are? Um, <laughs> is one of them Action Bronson? No, damn. damn but maybe. Dude. I mean, we'll see. Um, he's no, my there, there's somebody that's guy. like uh, he's a, both a movie star and a big rapper. That's very likely to buy D God very soon. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. That's yeah, a good yeah, hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good hint. Um, yeah, I got a question. You know, so Frank, um, did the Nuketown one v one ever happen, bro? And uh, if not. Then who is ducking the smoke? Yeah. Um, no, it's going to happen 100%. I can't wait. I'm actually raw as fuck at Call of Duty, but I know Ice used to be a streamer. So it, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. And I think it'll be fun Yo, regardless. Ice has been posting fucking videos of Call of Duty on Twitter too to try and get you scared. I mean, it might even happen later tonight. Let's see. Um, we added each other on Xbox. And so we're ready to like go. Like we added each other. I just, we both need to find the time. Um, I've been busy for the last few days. Obviously Give us a lowdown. That's 1v1 Nuketown. So yeah, 1v1 another... Nuketown. We're thinking instead of doing classes, we might just both do Ballistic Knife because I also like Ice. Um, I I got so bored with the Black Ops, not even trying to flex, but I got really, really good at the game. And I was just like, fuck, playing with a gun is not challenging anymore. So I would just go with a Ballistic Knife uh, yeah. on all these like public games. And so if we both play with Ballistic Knife and Tomahawks only, um, it could be fun. So that's what I think the game will be. I think. Are yeah. you worried about the uh, the floor price of D gods dumping if you lose that? No, I'm not worried. I'm not. I, <laughs> even if I even if I do lose, which is definitely a possibility, um, it won't be like a destruction, dude. Like it'll be a close. Like, there's no way. I I I've never played against somebody that I get wrecked in in Call of Duty Black Ops. Like I'm. Warren. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm All not. Right. It'll be a valiant fight if I lose, but I still think I'm gonna take the dub. I don't know how to lose yeah. in fucking Black Ops, dude. That's my game. <laughs> All right. All right, good, oh, to, good to know. Okay, good okay. to know. Um, all right, besides, hey, yo, ice knife, uh, make that shit happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, we also know you guys are working on some new merch. Uh, we got the initial merch box that dropped. We're hearing leaks about some fancy ass hoodie. Uh, besides those two things, do you have any other big plans? I'm really going to give D-God's all the brand legitimacy. Out, right? I'm really. Hey, if I out. ask for, if I ask yeah. the question, I feel like it. You owe it to me as an interviewer. To I agree. I agree. Um, so I don't know if anyone here knows like Brockhampton, like the band, they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah, of course. course. Yeah. So the main designer for Brockhampton is working with us on this hoodie. And, uh, we met with him literally like for five hours yesterday, finalizing the design on the hoodie. What I can tell you is the, uh, material is the most premium possible material on the planet earth for a hoodie. It's literally going to weigh 3.33 pounds. Like when you pick that, I can't wait for the reaction Shut videos. <laughs> like when people pick that shit up, you'll be like, oh my God, this thing is fucking it. You, you tried it, right, Chill? When we were in, uh, when you were in LA, you remember that? Yeah, it's a fucking mythic armor. <laughs> but it's like, it's soft, right? It's it's not uh, heavy in a in a bad way. It's I was actually wearing it in LA uh, yesterday, the blank for it. And uh, you don't even get that hot in it. It's, it's actually pretty cool to the touch. Um, but what I'm excited about is, it's going to be a, we first tried a lot of really loud designs, right? We tried like stuff that was more involved with the design. Are you talking about in the merch box? No, no, no. Uh, on the actual hoodie itself. And okay. uh, like, yeah, just more, you know, you see it kind of with the DAA, with the Board Ape merch. Like it's, it, the back is usually kind of this massive illustrated design. And uh, 
what we were thinking is that's kind of almost the like norm in NFT space where you have like the super cool like illustrated back and you have the front with the simple logo. So what we're actually gonna be doing on this one is uh it's going to straight up just be the logo massive on the back and a super simple logo uh on the pocket on the front, but everything's gonna be in three M. So it's gonna be Word. fucking reflective. Uh yeah. it's gonna be reflective when people take oh. pictures on them. So it'll it's basically just the most premium hoodie you can get. It's uh, very, very minimal in its design, which I think is something we've always been requested for um, with the yeah, word man. mark on the back. And uh, it's going to have 3M, so it's going to fucking pop when people take pictures right, with let's, them. Uh, and we're going to call it 3.33M. So, yeah. Fuck yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, let's step outside the box for a little bit. Yeah, loud shit is the norm. And I am a self-proclaimed not hype beast. I am... I'm not a basic dude. Like I have a, a an inkling of style, not very much, but yeah. Can we just make the D gods brand like clean ass fucking merch? Like I've been saying since day one, give me a pocket tee that has either the D gods head logo or D gods just embroidered on the breast pocket. Give it to me in every fucking color and I'll wear it every single day. Like let's, yeah. let's, so I, and it, that is to me, this is this is not yeah. the the uh, the norm, or it is it is the norm to me. But apparently, in this uh, hype beast NFT world, it's like thinking outside of the box. But let's just make D Gods like the cleanest fucking brand possible. Yeah, I mean that is the point. Like premium quality, and this time it's like we're working directly with the manufacturer. Like last time, it wasn't that involved of a process. Um, like I can't wait. I just can't wait to ship these fucking things out and then for people to get them and be like, oh my God, I've never had a hoodie like this. Like it's actually next level. Um, I'm not even overhyping it. And uh, yeah, it's just the minimal touches that I think are still going to be cool on the merch, like on the stuff that's not just the hoodie right now, the first drop will hundred percent just be this hoodie. But I talked to, you know, the Mickey D guys, guys, like some of the whales in the community. And we were saying like, these motherfuckers have like a, a lot of dust and, uh, they're not even looking to necessarily like dump it on the market. They just want something cool to do with it. Yeah. And so nice. what I was telling them is we might do something where we do a, you know, maybe only like 33 supply uh, that would cost anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 dust. But we're, we're thinking about doing like a life-size bust, oh, wow. like life-size cause type of uh, oh, yeah, statue yeah. that would probably cost us on oh, our end to manufacture anywhere from 10 to uh, $30,000. And then we charge like something along the lines like of 50 to 100,000 uh, dust. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah, like that's something that's also going to be in the works. My main thing is I'm kind of in full, full time recruit mode right now. So like I said, we're working with this guy from a Brockhampton designer and, uh, I really like working with them. We're thinking maybe we just have someone that's kind of grinding on making merch 24 seven. Cause right now it's kind of like half the team is involved. It's just like, it's a process. But if we just had someone that was dedicated to just that, we could launch a lot of stuff. Maybe even do some Solana, you know, some really dope Solana, like a just have mass a merch appeal store, merch. Bro. Yeah, that, that we just charge Dustin. It would, yeah. I think, be really valuable. Just um, have a page on Dusty's that's just merch. Yeah. Yeah, the apparel. That's what, it, that's what I'm picturing. Like, and, and part of that is because I live in the fucking South and you're dropping a hoodie on me in the middle of April. But uh, <laughs> like, I just, I just want to pull up to store.dgods.com and like, oh, do I want this whitelist spot or do I want like some fresh ass white tees and maybe like some socks or some shit? Yeah. And that's why oh, we word, need to get someone word. on this uh, that, that actually knows what they're doing because on our end, like we're a bunch of JPEG nerds on the internet and like managing physical inventory, shipping products, 
It's like, yeah, uh, like the logistics yeah, and all that shit. Whole, you know, if we were to do a store, it's like, okay, do we print this stuff ahead of time? And then, uh, yeah. and it's just like all this shit where I'm like, fuck, man, nobody wants yeah. to do this. I'll tell you this. right now, there was yeah. a full on conversation in the Mickey's Twitter group chat on getting merch the other day. And if you think that people are oh, not yeah. fiending for D God's merch, no, the streets want no, the merch. 100%. percent we are trying to sell their soul. 100%. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we can send you some D God cast merch ideas. I bet you a few people buy that shit. A D God cast yeah. shirt. We we literally just need the infrastructure, and then there's no reason why we shouldn't be pumping out merch twenty four seven, right? Like, yeah. there's no reason. Or, it's just a it's just like finding the right guy that knows what he's doing, and uh, maybe they're listening to this podcast right now and they hit us up. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is someone in the community yeah. that yeah that's able to do that. There is always someone. Frank and Chill, they want We're you talking yeah. to you. Yeah. So um yeah, it's not lost on me. I mean, I told did I tell you guys this like. I have a friend that has a board ape and I went in their discord and I was just kind of re- checking it out what it's like in there. And, uh, dude, like half the fucking conversation are just people taking pictures of them in different places with the merch. So that's like yeah. all the way on the top end. That's so brand it's not awareness. Lost on, yeah. It's not lost on us to, to have great merch and to put out yeah. more merch. It's that just goes a, back to the IRL shit that chill said. Like, yeah, that- no, I, I guys, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. It's just one of those things where we need to get someone to do it. Cause we've proven to ourselves that we don't know what we're doing. Um, even on this Four. run right now, we're only going to be able to do the super premium hoodie because it just so happens that ta- one of Taylor's close friends like works directly at Los Angeles Apparel, which is the manufacturer for the Yeezy, you know, the Yeezy hoodie and all these different yeah. like really premium hoodies and and just different premium uh, pieces of apparel. So that's like the only reason we're getting this. No other project is going to have like the kind of hoodie that we're going to have and the material that we're going to have. And the 3M on that shit. Like, yeah, it's going to be next level. All right. So if you're listening and you are a merch provider, you have anything to do with fucking merch, please slide in Frank or the D-Guy. Hit up Taylor. Taylor is the person to hit up. Hit up Taylor. Uh, Taylor D-Guy on Twitter. Yeah. Um, And the other thing, last thing I'll say on the hoodie too is we're last steps on this. What we're working on is we're trying to get you people's ability to embroider their D-Guy numbers on the side of the hoodie. In like mm. pretty again understated Ooh. minimal, but I think that would just be sick because if you have like a fuck ton of D gods, it's just gonna be a pretty obvious like flex if you got a sleeve of D god numbers oh, on yeah. your thing. But even if you just have a few, it'll still be dope, right? Um, so that's like the last step. It might add like a fuck ton of time on the shipping, which I don't know if people are down for, but we might do an option. We're we're figuring out logistics right now. Yeah, that sounds dope yeah, as fuck. Yeah, I think it'll be so. Crazy. Um, Back to the real life brand awareness. Uh, is there anything being planned for stuff like, say, NFT NYC, where we can uh, make some noise and holders can meet each other? Um, there, yes and no. Uh, yes, there's like conversations about planning things. Is it gonna be? Is NFT New York gonna be like our big debut for our first big IRL event? Like, no. Will we likely do something where we co-sponsor another cool projects like, uh, you know? IRL event and throw some bands their way so we can like have it sponsored and be a, a semi-official D guys event. Like likely that will happen, but we just don't have the lead time right now to, to do justice for what I think our first IRL event should be. I think our first IRL event should be like fucking bonkers. And uh, we just don't have the time to, to, to properly plan that out and, and do that well, uh, you know, now, but I'm thinking for our first event, we'll bring on at this point, we'll have celebrities, that are indie gods and we'll bring those you know artists and rappers that i've been mentioning to perform there on top of having like either some really sick d gods i'm gonna like be honest with you you got two months i don't think you're trying hard enough if you don't think that you have enough time <laughs> two 
two, no, two months, no. man, to set up a D-Gods <laughs> event. Seems like you could make that happen. I mean, we could, but you got to understand a lot of people that are doing the bigger events right now started planning at the beginning of the year. And a lot of the lead time on this stuff is just like, I've talked to two people that are in their community that kind of run events like this. And even they're saying like, it's kind of late to do something really big there. Um, but we will, I, I'm saying we will have a presence at NFT New York. People will have we their hoodies by want, that point. We don't, I don't get want that to be up. the first. Yeah. I don't want that to be like us going, Hey, this is our first fucking real event. And then that not being insane as it should be. Yeah, like it'd be some whack shit. I yeah, respect like, it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm talking about D Godfest, right? Godchella. That that yeah. should be our first yeah, real right. fucking event. So you're thinking about a completely separate thing that's like not anything else, and you know, not like attaching on to NFT NYC. You're thinking about a completely D Gods event. Um, that that is like one of the ideas. I think that would be pretty nuts because I think if we can book a bunch of I, my thing is if we can book a bunch of artists. Honestly, that would be the big dub. And for like a lot of these kind of events, you know, NFC New York, all this stuff. Uh, I, I mean, we could try it, but I do think it would be cool to have a either a one day or multi-day thing that was like a really big deal in, in person. But I think the benefit of having it at NFT New York or something like that is a lot of holders would be out there. But I've yes. been to events at NFT New York and at Art Basel. And the problem with those, I think, is it's... It's very commingled, right? There's no way it's going to be only D God holders. Like, there's no way. Of course It'll, not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's we, not, do, we don't want it to be only D God's holders. We no, want all of fucking Solana to see D God showing out. No, and I agree. And that's why I think we achieved that in in a in part by doing a co-sponsored event. But I'm not opposed to doing an event at one of these major, you know, uh, things where everybody in crypto is at. But I do think it'll be really cool to have like a fucking insane. So whenever you decide. Uh, that you want to pay a D Godcast intern to clip all this shit up for us, let us know. If you guys find the guy, I'm down. <laughs> oh, we can find the guy, dude. There's ten thousand rabid yeah, fans. Done. <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. You guys are hearing it if you're if you're yeah. if you're all the way this late into the podcast and you're hearing this and you know how to use Adobe Premiere Pro and you can edit some shit, like yeah, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, hit these yeah, guys up, up, invoice these guys, and then you guys send the invoice to us and we're good to go. Yeah, send us your resume and whoever's video makes us laugh the hardest, you're hired. <laughs> um, you guys listen right. to any podcasts, by the way? I was going to ask. Um, I, favorites? I, I think I'm the only podcast guy, if I'm not mistaken, between Slate and Chapter. I think we've talked and I'm the only one that actually listens to podcasts, right? What, what do you listen to? I listen to, to podcasts. It's just oh, uh, been a minute, but yeah, I've, I've listened to quite a few. Yeah, Slate listened to some like nerdy history shit back in the day. It was called uh, Philosophize This. Yeah, you're not doing yourself or... any favors. <laughs> no, that's why. Yeah, I was gonna say I used to listen to that like when I was in school. But yeah, no, I was gonna say no. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I don't listen to any fucking podcast yeah. at all, bro. I'm listening to fucking like I'm blasting my fucking music, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm with the vibes, my dude. Yeah, you know. So, so. yeah, I, I listen to a fair bit. Uh, you what you want favorites? You said or what, yeah. what was the question? Yeah. Um, so it depends on like the mood I'm in. Similar to, like my music taste, you know. Um, I. Listen to a lot of sports stuff. Uh, I listen to Spit and Chicklets, which is a barstool podcast uh, about hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. Uh, but then the hosts of that are just the funniest, like fucking guys you can imagine, right? Like they have, yeah. they have very good uh, interviews. If you are someone who's into hockey, they ask you know detailed questions, but also at the same time, the interviews are just absolutely hilarious because of the vibe that they create, and that's kind of the goal that I have for this show is like, we can have a serious interview. We can have magic Eden on and, you know, talk real shit. But at the same time, like when we can have a good time and keep people entertained. Um, 
another one that I recently started listening to is Smartless. It's okay. uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett. And, oh, yeah. They have a um, billboard for this one outside of my place and near my yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I can imagine. I And like, you know, obviously they're all three like famous movie stars or whatever, but they're just they provide kind of like a yeah they have good banter and they provide like a little bit of insight and they obviously they interview people that everyone knows right like i listened to the johnny knoxville episode on my way home from work today and yeah it's good it's good to hear like a different side of people like that but yeah no i listen to a shit ton of podcasts which is obviously why you listen to flagrant too or no have you heard of these guys i've heard i've heard of it i haven't actually listened to it though because i I have like 15 20 minutes where i drive to work and i listen and that's my window and having three shows that i kind of frequent already pretty much takes all that time no that makes sense yeah Yeah. if anyone in the audience is listening uh flagrant two if you're a fan hit me up asshole army i love those fuckers that's my go-to like they're just funny i listen to them a lot by the way i actually have questions for chill because we spent so much time it's been the frank show but this is fucking chill show so i want to ask some stuff and then hopefully this gets clipped and all this okay so my first question for Chill, what is your vision on the dev side, being the CTO of D-Gods for the future of the technology um, and the importance of technology for D-Gods? Bro, you're asking me that like two hours after the <laughs> launch of the podcast. In the morning. It's fucking 1 a.m. for No, me. it's perfect. We got late night chill. Let's yeah. Get, yeah, yeah. This is raw as fuck. Raw and uncut. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. No, I mean, the, the real challenge for me is to onboard more devs and to build to be sustainable in the way that we build uh, tools because right now i'm still monitoring every tool and fixing everything so i need to be able to delegate more and i mean we need to have like for now we have two teams we have the dyor team for the mobile app and the team for all our all of the dgods apps and I mean, right now we are launching uh, Dust Labs, so there will be another dev team. So the challenge is pretty big, actually, is having like trying to lead everyone into the good direction and find a good uh, like working environment for all the devs. And what's fantastic is that we don't have to like get people out of the community to dev for us because all the talents are already indigos. Hell yeah. And like there are a fucking bunch of devs that are hungry and want to work for us. So we are never gonna like hire anyone outside Digos. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So Chill's goal is hire more people so he has to work less. Got yeah, exactly. It. Smart. Well I, I actually I actually forced him uh to get that goal because you know Early in, when we first started working together, he was basically just doing it. And, and to this day, he still does a vast majority of the work on, on the dev side for D-Gods, all the way down to like answering all these support tickets every fucking day. And that is an insane grind that I don't think 99% of people realize because it's so one-on-one with all these support tickets. But uh, I told him like, hey, chill, we're trying to build something fucking massive here. And if in six months from when we start working together, if you're still responsible for all the code that gets shipped, then uh, we've failed horribly. Because if we really want to scale, we need people that are leading and we need people that are responsible for the final product coming out. But if that's on them, like think about it, right? If you're a dev and you're trying to build something ambitious, but you're the only person that's a dev, 
it can get very daunting to have ambitious ideas because you know at the end of the day you're gonna have to go make everything that you're you're having the vision for. Facts. But ideally, the bigger we get with D Gods, that's never gonna be a thought on Chill's mind, on my mind when it comes to marketing and growth stuff. You know, on Delilah's mind, we brought on multiple artists because that allows us to actually think clearly about what we're trying to do and think big about what we're trying to do and uh, actually execute on that as opposed to thinking small within what we're capable of doing right now and only doing that and uh, kind of shorting the rest of the team because, you know, you see X person sees how much work that might be to do. So maybe we don't propose that idea. But even this trading bot right now, like, I don't think people realize how much of a fucking undertaking this has and will continue to be. It's so complicated in all its different layers. But if we were a smaller team, there's no way we'd be able to execute on this. And even now with a much bigger team, it's still going to be difficult. And so we need to get to a place where we can have an ambitious idea and think about it and think clearly of why it makes sense and then actually get it done and ship it. And I told I told Chill, my only, you know, this is what's always been great working with him is he's the kind of guy that if he says something's going to get done, it gets done. And if you've noticed, we've been so much better. You know, we'll have, we'll still have our delays, but we've been so yeah. much better this year with not delaying things because Chill is excellent to work with when it comes with setting expectations. If something is going to get done, then it does get done and it doesn't have problems and all this stuff. And uh, the bigger we get, you know, the more important that becomes. So if Chill's entire job in six months from now is talking to me and saying, hey, we have this idea, it's going to get done on this date and nobody else has to see all of the fucking mess that 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 it takes to create that thing but on that date it's ready to go then that's to me the definition of a great team great organization and great company at, at the end of the day because then you're really only thinking bigger and bigger and, and, and high level and that's how we're going to make our big moves and at this scale that we're at right now being the biggest project by a pretty big uh, margin on solana uh we can't keep we can't do little things at this point everything we do has to be massive at scale Otherwise, we're gonna go backwards. All right. What's your next question for Chill? Um, what's your What's your uh, favorite and least favorite part about working with uh, this team? Start with least favorite. And then you say the nice stuff after. Okay. No, least favorite is that I'm not on the same time zone as you. Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning at seven or eight a.m., I have like five hundred messages, people like tagging me everywhere. <laughs> oh, Chill! It it broke. It broke. <laughs> Uh, the staking platform is not working. <laughs> Chill, please. My dig on the stock. Chill, I lost my dust transcending. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm in my bed. Good morning. I'm, I'm dying before waking up. <laughs> yeah. So this is my least favorite. So thing. when are you moving to LA? My most. That's now, now. That's the real question. Now the peer no, pressure no, no, begins. No, 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 no. I mean, or the East Coast if you want guys, more chill. You know. Guys, I have a house with four rooms. And a fucking big lanyard, and it cost me a thousand euros per month, and it's beautiful. I would have like a fucking closet in LA for this price. <laughs> hey, so yeah, you please. come to the East Coast, Respect bro. That. We're cheap and we're chill. LA is scary. Nah. Okay, so now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. All right, yeah, best. best okay, part. so my favorite part about working with Digos team is the the amount the Pepe skills. <laughs> In the Telegram chat, we have some insane oh, yeah. stickers. The Pepe game is very, very strong there. Like, Hell yeah. You, you will never <laughs> see a Pepe game that strong. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, how do we get those in Discord? I know, bro. We need to get those. Like, the Telegram has it built so well with the stickers where you can just add the sticker pack. And it's insane 
what Chill is describing. Where like I think I'll name them. It's like AK Buddhas are probably the two MVPs. Would you say who else? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, top two. Yeah, those are top two. I think I think I'm pretty good now. Yeah, you're getting better. Yeah, but AK was the, 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 the definition of great Pepe skills is basically like any context for any situation. They just have you got the a Pepe perfect, for it fucking pepe for it oh, at any yeah. given time it's insane like it's Need it blows it. my mind um okay another question for chill uh what what stresses you out going to the future like the most about d gods like what what worries you the most right now it's basically not be able to like delegate enough uh, work because right now i'm working like maybe 12 hours minimum a day yeah. devin yeah so it's pretty nuts to like uh, sustain in long term so my goal and my transition right now is to onboard more people and delegate my work. But the thing is that I'm fucking, um, what do you OCD. say? I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I want everything to be done perfectly. And, and usually you got to do it yourself. Often doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. I end up doing it myself. Yep. That's the big issue. But I mean, I have to accept that it, it's not perfect. So that's a tough yeah, call. How to do you, how do you combat that? Because I am similar. Like I manage a couple of people at work and they send me things. And in the back of my head, the first thought is, well, this is how I would have done it. And that's probably the better way to do it. How do we fix that? We just let video I mean, work. Ride you have or? to be patient with them and try to replicate yourself. Teach, like, teach a man to fix. do them. Like, Teach, teach them and take the time to teach them how to be like yeah. you. Yeah, so I but feel yeah, like it's, it just comes down to, you know, working on like your own communication. Yeah. It's more. And I think that's a big part about D-Gods too. What I love about our base team that we have right here, uh, B-A-S-E, not base, but you know, you can interpret that. It's just like everybody that's on on the team, I think that they're all experts at their craft. And so you have you get this certain level of respect from all the people that we bring on. So it's like even Delilah, right, for example, um, with the new artists that came on, by the end of the sprint, I think that Scum and Candy Apple were creating more traits per day than uh, than than Delilah was. But Delilah is already like proven it, has a track record. If needed, can you hop in there and like get the thing done if they have to? And when I finally like hand off, you know, some of the reins for the marketing stuff for D Gods, it's like okay, at least you know there's some respect there where they know if Frank needs to come in and like do some shit, like he, he can. But yeah. yeah, at the end of the day. I've been blown away more so by the team on D gods where people are doing things way better than any of us could do ourselves. A great example is, you know, we had Kryptonet working on some of the front end stuff and I think he's really good with just getting aesthetics naturally, but we brought Buddha's on and we just, by the way, great announcement. We just brought Buddha's just quit his web two job. He's now working at D gods full fucking yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, let's fucking go. And so it's like, shout out to him seeing the shit that he Another makes, one. seeing the shit that he makes, it just blows all of our minds. Like I told Buddha's, you're probably the guy I replied to the most out of anyone in, in the D gods team. Because every time I message, every time I reply to him, he's sending me some beautiful design of something he made. It's like opening up a fucking Christmas present and, uh, bringing more people on the team that blow our minds in certain ways. Like obviously no dev is ever going to be like chill. But the more devs that we bring on, like I think Refined Bob has been a great example where like he comes on and he does things that it's not that Chill couldn't do it, but the level of detail and attention that that Bob has had on certain things has been like next level and unreal. And that's, I think, been really helpful. Um, yeah, so I think at the end of the day, the more people that blow our minds that we bring on the team, but we still yeah. have the respect that, hey, like we're not just 
being bosses telling you what to do. Like we figured out how to do it. We've been doing it ourselves and we, we could do it if we needed to, but we're trying to scale this operation. And I think that's just an exciting workplace for people on both sides of that to, to work in. And the other thing too, is for people that are listening, that are interested in working at D gods, like we are very quick to promote and recognize talent and, and, uh, compensate directionally in that, in that way, because someone's crushing it in this space. It's like, that's rare. Most people are mid, most people don't have like next level mind blowing talent. And so we're always looking for people to come in and be ambitious here at D gods and, and, and rise their way up through the ranks. And, and yeah, we have no problem doing that, uh, as well either. So that's something, you know, to comment on how we're kind of structuring the the team stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. On in onboarding think. mode too, for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think if we have other questions for chill. I feel like yeah. we kind of rugged him. It was. It's... I think right, right now we have like 20 people on payroll. Yeah. Like excluding core team. So it's getting pretty big. Word. Make it 23. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. I think what, what do you think most people don't realize about your day-to-day work chill? Because I see it very up close and personal, but I think like you're saying a lot of people just tag you when something's broken, but I would love for you to talk more about what your day to day at D gods has been like and is like right now. I mean, it's been a nightmare for the past <laughs> two, three weeks, maybe because Solana is rugging so hard. It's insane. Like just an example, I was going to deploy a new version of the store uh, on Saturday. So I had to test it on the DevNet. but not only Solana is rugging mainnet, but it's rugging DevNet also. <laughs> and it, it wasn't working like low t- transaction speed. It was working like the DevNet just stopped working. It the was like was just shut down. For, for 24 hours, the, it was shut down totally. So I couldn't test anything. Come on, bro. DevNet is for <laughs> was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do we work? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So yeah, I mean... The backend stuff is pretty heavy, uh, ex- especially in a like, new blockchain like Solana. I worked a lot on ETH too. I didn't have the same issues, but there are other issues too. Like, for example, one day we made a, a mistake in a smart contract. And as uh, Ethereum smart contract are not upgradable as Solana smart contract, we had to pay 400k to fix oh. the, mis- the mistake. So... Yeah. Yeah, it can get very ugly quickly. So Solana has for sure its advantages and I hope that it will fix uh, everything that is going bad now. And I I know it will. Yeah. Like in the future, Solana will be the place to go. TPS looking good today. Yeah, I think it can be the place for NFTs for oh. sure. Um, um, final question for chill. And then you guys take over again. Uh, I just yeah, want to get ahead, my Frank. rapid fire. This is your show. Go he ahead. You know, he doesn't give me, uh, these genuine responses when we're talking. He's usually just like, Oh, fuck off Frank. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> okay. So people are listening here and there might be some devs that are interested in working with D gods, sell them on it. Like what, what would be exciting working here at D gods? What, what kind of devs are we looking for? Like tell, tell us more about, you know, we're talking all about onboarding all these people. Like what are we looking for and what, what would they, you know, how would their experience be like once they join? I mean, first the experience is the team. Like we are all fucking grinders. We have the same, like, uh, we share the same uh, subjects. Like D God is the center. We love Pepe's. We, it's just like a bunch of bodies 
uh, working together. So it's a pretty nice environment to be compared to your usual maybe day job that is not that uh, exciting, let's see. And also we all are DJs, so it's pretty nice to work with DJs, I think, because uh, we can ape in like baguette collections, for example, <laughs> and just take out uh, 10% of the supply <laughs> <laughs> while still diving with us. So, I mean, we are mainly working for looking for like front end devs because um, the back end is already secured. As we are doing a lot of front end integration, like the front end for Digodcast, Bob did it, but uh, we have like many apps to ship. And front end is a really, really time consuming part. So I would say any front end, good front end dev that's out there listening to this and that have experience with like React and Node.js and uh, maybe Web3.js uh, for Solana just hit us up and we'll find a way to integrate you in our team because we need devs. Awesome. Okay. I'm done. Bring them on. The rapid fire with chill is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more the merrier. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was pretty much done too. We have some questions from the community. Uh, as usual, these tend to be slightly off topic, so uh, we can run a couple of those if you guys got time. Yeah. All right. First yeah. one. What's the deal with Yerba Mate? I've heard it's ass. I've yeah. heard it's good. Are both of you on it? How do I uh, indulge in this? What's the deal? Before I shill it, did you try any when you were here, Chill? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? It's pretty good. Yeah. Nothing special. So, what do you, like, so do you guys do like, you make it yourself? Do you buy like the yellow no, cans? No, we just buy the yellow cans. Yeah, the Guayaki okay. uh, yellow cans. And yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. I like them a lot is because it has a fuck ton of caffeine in it, but uh, it just like releases it in like a slower way. And so I just feel like I have longer term energy when I'm drinking like a yerba. But, okay. uh, you know, when you need a bust out, the Rockstar 300 milligram is pretty <laughs> frequent. Uh, like that, that, that's, there's nothing that hits a spot like that, but for like a regular day, like, yeah. uh, I'm definitely on the yerba wave. We all <laughs> okay. are. Yeah. I, yeah. I am like a coffee guy, so I, I don't know if I'd no, bust I like out coffee the too, but 300, I think but... there's no, there's no comparison between coffee and uh, yerba, bro. Like yerba Why gives me so that? much more energy. More energy. Cause okay. it, I, it, there's no crash. Like, I just feel like I never crash okay. on yerba or on coffee. I feel like I get Flavor? that. Oh, it's so good, dude. The good? the, okay. the Revel the Berry cans. flavor is like, yeah, the yellow cans, the Revel Berry, it's the red one, the yellow yeah. and red one. Dude, that shit tastes like candy. It's so okay. fucking good. Because I'm looking at it's getting real. like bags or like loose shit for work or something. Nah, 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 Okay. Nah. Only the booze. I mean, you shit. could. People like that shit, but I mean, I like candy, so I, okay. I, I like candy. I'm more yeah. on the DJ side. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like the natural way to do it. But yeah, the cans are the way to go. All right. Uh, have you guys seen the, the new Mickey D God's art? It's fucking beautiful. Mm. All right, take. Uh, I I sent you the link to it. If you need a second to look at them, let me know because uh, I'm gonna ask you what your what would be in your Mickey combo. Do you need a second? I'll ask another question while you yeah, look. Give me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a second. Let me let me make this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you guys uh, were at any of your Airbnbs that may or may not have had a pool, did you guys race at all? Um, Taylor uh, and Delilah no. race Fast pretty often. Shit. But um, no, it was mostly pool competitions. I'm glad Chill is here because he's de facto the best guy in the group. I've snuck some games on him, but uh, 
Um, yeah, games like, of what? Shows, oh, pool uh, a pool itself. Like, that would be mostly what. Yeah, billiards pool. That would be mostly what we played. Uh, pool. Okay. I think only because both Delilah and Taylor are both on that uh cold shower. Like they don't give a oh, fuck Jesus, type of wave. Dude, that shit's so wild. we would be in the hot tub, and those fuckers would just jump in the pool like every time. Yeah. No matter how cold it was, they did not give a fuck. I tried that because uh, I think it's Mike Michaelis or whatever his Twitter name is. He knows who I'm talking about. He's doing the uh, cold shower a day until 333 floor. And I just oh. turned it to cold <laughs> the other day when I was showering, getting ready for work. And that shit is miserable. So respect to them. Maybe one day <laughs> I'll uh, I'll actually do that. But OK, uh, one more and then I'll give you the Mickey question again. And this one's for Frank. Do you yes. have an official stance on the JIT Villains Dow accusations of you being vegan? And what is your stance on the JIT Dow versus JIT Villains Dow rivalry as a whole? The second part can be for both of you. Um, I'm not vegan, but I have no idea. I don't really know what the whole JIT Dow is. Oh, please JIT say you have no idea what JIT Dow or JIT Villains Dow are. That'll be the ultimate fucking ego crush for both of them. No, no, no. I, I like, okay. Awareness wise, like I know they exist. Like I've seen them on Twitter, but what they are or what their backstory is, is completely lost on me. I asked Word. it in the replies. I'm like, what is this? And then no, no clue. That's good enough. I think me. someone got mad at me. I said like, I said jokingly like, oh, these accusations are false or whatever. And someone was like, don't give these haters any time. And I was like, I don't think these guys are haters, but no, maybe they are. I have no idea. No, yeah, they're just, they're, they're just fucking around. Silly right. Jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Chill. Do you know try to get a better entry. No, they're all in. They're all D guys holders. I'll tell you that much. But what? Do you know anything about Jit Dow or Jit Villains Dow? Chill. Um, no, okay. really. Sorry. That, was, that was honestly part of the answer that I was hoping for because these boys on Twitter are just wilding out twenty four seven, and they needed you know a little bit of humility. Keep them in check. All right, what would go in each of your Mickey D gods combo? You can choose three, four, or five items. I definitely want the galaxy shake. Um, Hell yeah. And then I want the, I just want all the galaxy acid ones. I'm not going to lie. It's just the yeah. galaxy burger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean the galaxy chicken nuggets. And then I, I think the silver chain or the gold chain is fire. Which gold chain? The ice cream one? Um, I mean, I don't think I've seen that one yet. I just saw the French fries one and that was hard. Gold, to okay. Cause yeah, there's uh the gold, the chains were for one of one items. So I have two, uh burger chains that are like white gold oh the burger chain is better never mind i just saw it the burger chain is way better i'm a burger maxi i got a bunch of burgers my favorite item has got to be the galaxy shake because that actually looks like it might be good in real life (laughs) yeah candy and then the uh the ice cream jello fucking (laughs) with the lucky charms on them are pretty cool too yeah what about you chill what are your favorite mickey's items uh yeah i'm a fucking nugget maxi so i would get the five the five nugget uh like all yeah. five nuggets <laughs> like the num yeah all five nuggets number Hell seven yeah. that you word love to hear it they some of the tattoos on those are unreal i don't know uh if you guys have looked closely at them i know the, the art oh, just kind of dropped so but one of my favorites is there's a tattoo it's a it's a uh caramel apple with crayons sticking out of it and it says delilah so it's the delilah nod it's the scum nod for his crayon incident collection and then it's the sir no candy way. apple nod all in once which oh that's is so sick. nice dude yeah that, you know another thing too candy apple and scum like what's crazy is these guys are basically getting asked every day to do like new collections and shit like that every day and, yeah like all the time right and they're always hitting me up about it but uh 
no, I finally gave them the news that yeah, like a, a week and a half ago, like this second collection is happening. We're meeting up at the end of this month to start ideating and figuring out With what them. the direction is going to be. Yes. So we've locked them in. Fuck everybody Let's else. Go. We've locked Hell in our yeah. talent. They're scums moving to LA. Um, I, so, he told me that. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, that next collection, man, I can't fucking wait. I mean, we're thinking of potentially doing like, like, yeah, we just want to make it insane, man. I don't yeah. know what to say. Like, we're talking like if we have to make like five versions of every trait just so that they can be in different generated, like, you know, uh, poses or different like stances or whatever. Like, we do might you have do an that. idea what the theme is going to be? It's going to be a lot futuristic. of people are saying D goddesses. It's, no, it's not. Sir, it's not, it's not. Don't speak too loud. Yeah. Well, up, uh, I'm just going to say, the theme. <laughs> I'm gonna say the theme. I'm going to say for sure it's not D goddesses, but it will be a collection with both guys and girls. Word. Um, and it'll be more androgynous, so it's kind of like either either way, because it's not going to be as like hardcore as, as D-Gods. Because um, you see that with some products that have guys and girls, where it kind of fucks it, because some most of the holders aren't girls, and so they floor the girl traits. Lotus so we got to make sure we tow that line. Yeah, we got to tow that line well. Um, all I can say is it's going to be futuristic, cyborg-esque, uh, like just future. Okay. Like imagine it's like the future, and it's not going to have anything to do with D-Gods necessarily. Oh, cool. All right, I'm intrigued. Okay. Uh, all yeah. right, last one real quick. And this is actually in regards to one of the team members or a part-time team member, maybe. Uh, there are certain accusations that one of the devs, the newer devs for the DYOR app, Matt.Soul, we know him as uh, Web3 underscore DGen, has yeah. bought bots to... He he had that tweet about getting a thousand likes for a tattoo, and his accusations that maybe there were some bots involved in that. So we this is less of a question and more of a call to action. We need everybody on Twitter to combat this fud and post on Twitter and say I am against hashtag Maddie buys bots. So if we can get that going, we don't need any fud on the team. Matt's a good guy. He does certainly not buy bots. DYOR, one of the best dev teams in the game. That's all I have to say on that matter. Fuck. Wait, what's butters. going on? So he's he said he he wanted or a tattoo after a thousand likes, and people think he bought it his own thing, so he had to get a tattoo. I don't get. I it. cannot confirm nor deny, but he is getting a tattoo, so he, <laughs> okay. he's a champ. You know, some people. There's a lot of pending D gods tattoos, uh, and I personally have a, a more than a handful of people held accountable. Uh, for getting theirs done while we're in New York. So that's another thing to think about uh, when we, you know, coordinate this whole D-Gods NFT NYC thing. But, yeah. The last question was, do you love Sosa? Bitches love Sosa, and I love Sosa as well. Chill. What is it? Sosa? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. No way. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, that's um, it, boys. That's all we got, Frank. What do you got? Anything else? Chill. I was gonna drop one last thing too. Yeah. Fuck it, right? Yeah, fuck it. Clip. Let's go. So we talked to Magic Eden yesterday, and I think there's concerns in the community, and I had these concerns as well about um, allowing people, basically just enabling people to buy and sell um, NFTs with dust, where it's uh, atomic swapping in the background into uh, from dust into soul. So I talked to them and we're probably not going to do that feature. Instead, what we're going to do is make it open, like open up the pathway for projects to allocate a portion of their mint to be minted with dust, Mm -hmm. given the success of uh, breadheads yesterday. So it'll be one to one dust to dust. And so it won't like cause any kind of, you know, 
sell pressure or whatever on dust on the market. And um, I think it's more bullish because we, we saw what the community did yesterday with the with the bread boys. And uh, I think that's a great case study. And that I think flipped the conversation with Magic Eden. So that's, I think, what our main core integration with them is going to be. Because I know there's some concerns about that. Um, I just want to address that. Yeah, we're on top of that. So that's that's going to be really cool. Okay. So no nope. dust to buy NFTs on Magic Eden, but yes. And is that every collection that launches on ME Launchpad mint support? No, they will have to like give it. They, they would basically talk to us beforehand, or if they want to have the option to do it, they can allocate a portion of their mint in dust. Okay. I like this. Interesting. Because yeah. they tweeted today. We're doing another SPL token. What do you think it is? They're going to do all of them, honestly. Like, they're going to do a lot. But Probably it's going to be the same thing. You're not going to be able to buy NFTs with no, them straight up. It'll they're going to do that for all the other ones. I was wondering how. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, not dust, guys. No, no, no. I don't fuck with dust. And one dust equals one dust. Just let people mint with that. Um, Run oh, they yeah, are. Because yeah. I don't think. Because I talked to them. I don't think they. I don't think it's going to be good for any token necessarily, right? It's more of a marketing thing, but like, I think we're beyond needing Magic Eden to like market us. If it just means that someone fucking, you know, to test it out, buys like a 10 sold thing and then that causes like a 10 sold. It's just like, yeah, bro, I mean, it's, it's basically just eliminating the step where I would sell dust for a little bit of soul if I needed it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that's like kind of pointless. Yeah. But the minting thing I think is massive because hey, if that's you a made clear it pipeline. This far into the podcast. And you just heard that shit. There you go. Yeah. A little extra alpha for you. Yeah, I just want to um, end on a good note, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, was that a good note? Saying that Magic Eden scrapped note. the dust I, thing? I think so. No, I scrapped I the dust note. thing. I, you scrapped I said, it? Yeah. I okay. said we didn't yeah. want to do it because it doesn't it doesn't benefit us in any way, honestly. Like sure. there's no because you can't like list anything just cool. for dust. Yeah, it would just be like a marketing thing, and we already kind of caught the marketing, so yeah. It, you wouldn't even be able to collect dust on the other end either. It's just literally only converting your dust into soul. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, chapter slate. You guys got anything? No, else? go fuck yourself, JB. Yeah. I was some sick alpha, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I can't wait to hear the. Uh, the with dust. Everyone that. was talking about bread boys the whole day yesterday. You Dude, think I, you'll I know. I already right? told bro. you. I listen. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I no, no, told no, you. No, no. It's in the roadmap to mint part of Divine Dogs with dust. It's been in the roadmap. So th- good looks on uh, bread boys for catching up with the trend that we haven't started yet. But <laughs> yeah. I got another thing for you. What about 33.3% of what yeah, the supply? Mint. <laughs> hey, don't no, tempt no, me no, with no, a good no, time, no, bro. No. I, I'd rather mint for dust than soul. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I like it. And, but, but damn, bro, like now I feel like I keep going. How's that going to work? Like, how do we, is it just public mint for dust? Is it whitelist mint for dust or what? Damn it. Gotta um, keep going. It will be it will be a public mm-hmm. mint. Okay. But yeah. All right. Damn. Okay. Dust everywhere, bro. What? Okay. Dust that everywhere. sounded like a okay, I have more alpha to drop. Okay. No, no, no. And nothing else, guys. Probably not all of it, but Jesus, quite a bit. <laughs> all right, boys. It's been a pleasure. Obviously, we love, you know, anytime we get a chance to talk to the team and provide some insight to, you know, the inner workings of D gods for our listeners and everything. So we really appreciate your guys' time. And uh, obviously, we look forward to everything in the future. Chill, you handsome bastard. Thank you for coming on. 
further adding to my theory that every single D gods holder is beautiful as shit. I appreciate that. And uh, let's keep that. Thank yeah. you, sir. For of course, you. our pleasure. <laughs> trust me. you too brother appreciate you you're a busy man we know you appreciate your time so i love you guys have a good one thanks guys all right peace thanks guys uh slate chapter we out